Hello and welcome to episode 52 of the itinerary. I am Melissa Schwartz. Hello, I am Jared Schwartz. So glad you can be back with us. So glad we can be back with you. Crazy times in this world, Melissa. PSA, we have not been traveling in the last two and a half weeks. We have been in our apartment, so don't want to get any hate mail. How could you be traveling during this time? The kibosh on the travel for now. We have not been traveling. However, we did do a trip about six weeks ago that was domestic. We typically don't do domestic podcasts. Ever. But... These are trying times. You got to think outside the box here. You got to go domestic. We got to keep that content cool, fresh, and and whatnot. Keep it on coming. what is more fresh than something that was on PBS last night? I mean, (laughs) you want to talk about millennial, TikTok, (laughs) Snapchat, Face Place, PBS. (laughs) It's very on brand. Every episode has inspiration. We took this episode from PBS, aired a documentary on the Inn at Little Washington last night. We did a trip to the Inn at Little Washington located in Washington, Virginia, about 45 minutes outside of D.C. Now it's more than 45 minutes. About an hour outside D.C., we did go there before the PBS special aired, so ahead of the curve once again. As per usual. Uh, this is one of just a select few three Michelin star restaurants in the United States. Uh, we're going to get in into all of it about the restaurant, the town. The town has 130 people in it. It is tiny. Um, and we took a trip down there. Trip down to the foothills of the Blue Ridge Mountains. Um, And this special on the Inn at Little Washington just happened to air last night. So I'm sure you can go back and watch it on demand if you wish. Um, After you listen to this podcast to fruition. Of course. Um, So shelter in place order. (laughs) Haven't been outside in almost three weeks now. Um, but we put our couch in storage so we can hoard some toilet paper like everyone else in New York City. Oh, I have a great toilet paper story. I fought this 75 year old man trying to get his toilet paper. (laughs) It was the last roll. The last. No, no, seriously. You were such a good person because you went to CVS and there were only two, like two packages left. And unlike every other motherfucker in this city who would have bought both of them, you left one. That's right. I did. I'm a man of the people. You you are. I probably would have bought both because I'm not as nice as you. But that's why I'm so grateful to be married That's why we balance each other out. You are such a humanitarian. (laughs) We need humanitarians (laughs) in this time. Right about now we do. Oh, before we get into it. At 7 o'clock tonight, so inspirational. Everyone was outside, like, cheering for our first responders. That was really touching. At first, I thought that people were rioting, and I got really scared. And I was like, this is it. And then I realized what was going on, and I was really happy. Yeah. Great time to be alive. 
Um, <laughs> interesting time to be alive. Interesting time to be alive. So there. Just think, when our future children <laughs> don't want to do things, I'll be like, we couldn't leave our house for a fucking month. <laughs> and two months and I'm now three months. To cry. <laughs> Laughter okay. turning into tears. <laughs> okay, okay, we're gonna we're gonna pull this back. Get it together. Get it back on track. Episode okay. fifty-two of the itinerary. The inn at Little Washington starts right now. No. So, a town of a hundred and thirty-five, give or take. Um, the inn at Little Washington now. This place has been around forever. You may have never heard of it before. Since 1978? Uh, 79, I want to say? Nope, it was 1978. Was it 78? Started as an old garage. Um, it was bought by chef and Patrick owner. Patrick O'Connell. Yeah, John O'Connell. Uh, excuse me, Patrick O'Connell. Um, like I just said. Yeah. It's. It's an interesting story. Um, no formal training for him as a chef. Uh, got into a catering partnership in Washington, D.C. And then um, looked around, you know, where can I, where can I buy land? Where, where can I settle on? Um, and we mentioned there was a special on PBS, a documentary on him and the inn last night. Um, so you can catch that on demand. Um, he's a flamboyant character. He um, just got his third Michelin star, which, if you don't know, is the highest honor that you can get in the culinary world. Um, had two Michelin stars for a number of years. And besides Alenia in Chicago, it's the only three Michelin star restaurant outside of New York and California in the U.S., um, so we wanted to take a trip down there. You had put it on my radar. Um, we took the flight down to Dulles and from Dulles in DC or in Virginia, technically, um, it's a little over an hour ride out to Washington, Virginia. Um, once you get within 10 miles of the town, there's no Wi-Fi, there's no cell service either. Um, so your GPS will shut off. You need to know where to go and break up those maps, everybody. Yeah, we screenshot directions ahead of time, and it's a really easy trip, like, after the highway. You're just on one road for, what was it, like, eight miles? So you just have to drive slowly, and it's right off of that main road. Yeah, um... I don't even... Maybe one stoplight? I don't even think they have a stoplight there. Mm -hmm. Uh... <laughs> three there's a main street and then there's two parallel streets and uh he bought up basically every building in this town and actually um the the staff of the inn makes up half of the town's population right so you have the staff and then you have the guests that are staying in the various houses um within the town and so the staff doesn't really live in washington virginia so every night the uh town loses its half its population <laughs> until they return for for service in the morning um but patrick has a really interesting story i think he's the only three michelin star chef to ever have received three stars without formal chef training sounds so he, about right so he never went to culinary school 
what you find most most interesting about the backstory of him and how this all came to be? I mean, I I think that it's super interesting because he has no formal training. I think that in a lot of ways, like fake it till you make it. I remember that he opened the restaurant in 78 because on the documentary, it said the summer of 79, he went to France and just went to every three Michelin star restaurant to really like model his service after that. But I think the most interesting thing is, is I would never say the food is bad, but I didn't think one dish like blew me away. Huh. And to receive, and I feel like if you're in like the the restaurant business and you don't have formal culinary training, it, you would almost be like a target to not receive those accolades. So, so your expectations were higher, and we, I mean, if you want to just get into the meal now, we can, and then we can back, kind of backtrack to the inn and some of the other stuff later. Um, you want to just go straight to sure. the dinner right now? Sure. Okay, so, um, you know, we were there one night. That That's plenty. Uh, six o'clock dinner, I believe. Um, how would you kind of set the scene for us? What What's the decor like? What, um, what kind of people were there? How would you, like, kind of describe the place? So I would say that the place is definitely like your PBS clientele. So it makes a lot of sense that they had the documentary on that channel. Um, I would say that it would look like a second home, which is a country house of someone in their like 50s, 60s. Um, I would say older than that. Older than that? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, the decor would or like, Or somebody <laughs> with just that sense of taste. Like flowered wallpaper and then the flowered wallpaper wasn't enough you had to have like velvet quilts on like different areas on the wall with the flowered wallpaper it was like very busy but it was weird because like it worked for for that like where you were and then I remember I was actually wearing a dress that had fringes on it and then I looked up and each table had like a big lighting (laughs) fixture and that had fringes it was just like very busy but, like, it, it worked for where we were. Well, do you think it's it's about where we were or do you think it's about him? Because does that match with his personality? Yeah, I mean, like, his aprons have Dalmatians on them. Like, the chef pants all have Dalmatians. Like, yeah, it's, like, very, like, funky and kitschy. And so I I like that aspect of it. And so when I was, like, saying, like, I don't mind it, I think it works. I think that part of it works. I never think that it's acceptable when you have a three Michelin star restaurant or a two Michelin star restaurant or you're charging $248 before tax tip and drinks that the table behind me was wearing sweatpants. Like to me, that is such a no-no. Yeah, so his only dress code is no wet bikinis. That, that was his dress code. And people really took that to heart. As Melissa said, the table behind us, it was a table of five. They were, I think they were young kids. Um, they were certainly younger than us. Um, well, we're not kids anymore. Whatever. A couple, a couple, <laughs> a couple in sweatpants, a couple in t-shirts and shorts and sandals right up my alley, but not for there. This was also February, so it was a little <laughs> weird. It was weird. Um, 
Yeah, so no dress code there. Um, so it was a four-course meal, mm-hmm. the, and you had yeah. three different options. You had a vegetarian option, veg, vegetarian menu, you had the classic menu, and you had some of their new stuff. So we went classic. Um, and some of the things you'll see on the documentary were on the menu that we had as well. There was a lobster and langoustine situation. Um, the were, lamb carpaccio Caesar salad. Caesar salad ice cream, which ice was cool. Cream. Um, the main dish that night, was it quail? I think so. Yeah, I think it was quail. And then they had an interesting dessert that looked like a pear. Um, it was like a cheesecake. Yeah, it was a cheesecake, but in the shape of a pear. And it looked, it was very realistic. It looked very much like a pear. So before we get into the main entertainment portion of the night. Um, <laughs> Dinner and a show. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, so you had high expectations, obviously, the, for the food. And you didn't think, did you think it was good? Yeah, I thought it was good. But not great. No. And nothing blew you away? Nothing was memorable of any of those dishes that we just rattled off? Um, memorable in the sense that, like, I thought the presentation was super creative. Like, the Caesar salad ice cream, the pear. But, like, I wasn't like, oh, my God, these flavors are amazing. I also was, like, the food was a little light. Like, I wasn't. Portions were small. Um, yeah, I'll say that. Um... I'm I'm just I don't know how to intro this besides saying <laughs> So the entertainment portion of the evening was the cheese course. Now, to set this up, it wasn't included. It was an extra $18 supplement. $18, fine. We were debating, we didn't I don't know, like is it going to be enough food, blah blah blah. Sometimes like a good cheese course so we ended up getting it and what comes out from behind the counter is miss farrah fawcett herself yes farrah fawcett is the name of the cow and the cow is what the cheese course is on it's a cheese cart now in the shape of a cow in the shape of a cow which does moo as well um you can touch farrah farrah's faucets if you if you wish and pushing this cart is the grand cheese master, if you will. Is it Cameron Smith? Correct. Cameron Smith has been there a long, long time. He has a very distinctive voice, and he's got jokes and puns for days. How would you describe this cat? Uh, he made my night. He was unbelievable. I mean, uh, literally dinner and a show, $18 well spent, Phenomenal. Amazing. Goat cheese. Sheep's milk. I mean... Brie. Gouda. He had jokes for them all. And I felt like it was like black market cheese. Like he had names I had never heard of. Oh, you had no like, idea he was like, I'm gonna, He's like, I'm going to give you the good shit. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he did like drop a curse word every yeah. now and then, which is very out of character. But... um <laughs> I don't know. I, I mean, you can go to the Instagram page at the itinerary travel. We'll put up the video there. He um, was just like a breath of fresh air after, I wouldn't say it was a stuffy dinner based on the stuff that you've mentioned. Um, but I feel like 
he should have like just gone around the entire restaurant the entire time. Yeah. Um, so I did like that part of it. Um, it was utterly delicious. <laughs> Touche. So we stayed there a night. Uh, the inn is made up of the main house where the restaurant is. We also had tea there when we got there, which was pretty nice. And we had breakfast the next morning, which was good as well. Um, not included, though. Well, half included, which we can talk about. Oh, true. Uh, how many different houses do they have? They have the main house. They have the house we stayed in. They had the... Um, like six or seven different houses. They had like the presidential house. George which, Washington. Um, but it was named after the food critic from the New York Times. So one thing I have to say about Patrick is he seems like a really like loyal, nice stand-up guy. So there was this, and apologies for not knowing this guy's name. It was very before our time. So I, I think in like 1979, this writer from the New York Times came gave Patrick his first like positive review and it was a review from the New York Times. So obviously that's like big time. And so then I guess a couple of years later, this guy came for dinner, didn't have a room reservation, didn't want to drive home. And so Patrick was like, oh, I'll give you my house to stay in. Don't worry about it. (laughs) So Patrick gave him his house to stay in. And then of course he got another like rave review and Patrick found like a new plot of land to build himself a house and he turned his old house into the like presidential home for guests to now stay in and named it after this food critic and then every other room at the inn at little washington which is made up of at least four different houses like houses every single room's name is after a famous chef so who stayed in who that stayed room in that very room time. and so like dating back to like julia childs jeremiah towers so you have some like really like big names where and then like you have like our modern day chefs like daniel Belude, you have thomas keller danny myers um they've all any, been there any person like and that's why i'm saying i think it's like so remarkable that this man has no formal chef training because clearly, like, all of these, like, big chefs are, like... Admiring. Ad- like, standing, supporting, you know, supporting him. Um, so I thought that the room we stayed in was beautiful. I did... Unlike the dining room that I felt was just, like, a lot. I felt like our room was, like, very tastefully done, modern. I thought that um, the common areas were very homey. They all had fireplaces, they also had um, complimentary waters as well as different baked pastries, which I really, I might have like had a little too much of. Like every time we would go for a walk, I needed a cookie. Uh, <laughs> I did notice that. <laughs> but I, they were all different types of cookies. So mm-hmm. like I wanted to try all the different cookies. I was, you know, I wanted to be informed when I was, you know, giving my review. Um, similar to the tea service, I thought that they gave us a different set of pastries, which were all very delicious, both savory and sweet. Um, and then they had all these different teas, which were great and complimentary. You actually got iced tea, which he, that's like his drink. Yes. Um, I got a hot 
apple cider, which was Yeah, really that was good. delish. Um, so go back to the breakfast the next morning for a second. Oh, well, I wasn't there yet. Uh, and okay. so then you your room comes with, obviously, those complimentary pastries and the common area where we were staying comes with tea the day of your arrival. And then the following morning after your dinner, it comes with a partial breakfast. So essentially, you can have a continental breakfast. Um, And I don't remember if our iced coffees came with it or not. But any type of like a la carte that was outside of the... Eggs, basically, or something sweet. Well, anything outside of the yogurt and granola that they gave you, you had to pay for. So we split an omelet that was like... 20 some odd dollars and I guess I just think that I think our dinner wound up being like $700 plus the room was several hundred dollars so I just think that you should be able to order whatever the fuck you want for breakfast Like, if I wanted to, like, have booze at breakfast, fine. Charge me for that. Outside of that, like, I thought that was a, a little, little tacky. And uh, it's the only game in town, right? There's one other, like, restaurant that is more like a diner in that town. But besides that, it's the only place to eat. Um, and the next town is probably 15 miles away or so. Yeah. Um what do you think about the town a little bit? Like, he owns it all, like we said. Um, the roofs of a couple of the buildings were modeled after the original George Washington houses. They kept that. Um, they've all been updated on the inside. Um, we, you know, we took a stroll, probably 10 minutes. You're, you've seen the town. Um, it, it was neat. Like, I mean, from going from D.C., um and being able to be there in the mountains in an hour with no cell service and no wi-fi unless you're in the hotel room um i think it's a pretty interesting spot um you know three michelin stars you don't come across it every day it's a pretty rare thing um i didn't dislike the food as much as it seems you did um I didn't dislike the food. I just didn't think it was great. And sorry, I hate when I, like, am not informed enough. The writer's name was Craig Claiborne. Thank you, research team. Yes. Um, Craig Craig Claiborne appreciates you. And it's the Claiborne House, which is the presidential suite. It's 3,600 square feet. It's a nice size cottage. Probably bigger than all the buildings in the town combined. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I, I didn't think, I thought the food was good. I just didn't, don't, like, I've eaten at enough three Michelin star restaurants now that, like, I just didn't think it was. Does, so when I think three Michelin star as opposed to, like, world's 50 best. I mean, it was like a like, paper, like, there were just certain things that I was, was just, Was the service like, up to the standard? I thought the service thought? was good. I just thought that, like. It was like a paper menu, like, I, uh, I, yeah, I just, there were just certain things that I was like, eh. So not worth the money, obviously. 
I loved the inn. I thought the inn was worth the money. But you were going there for the dinner, though. Yes, that's correct. Weren't going there for the inn. Correct. The inn just came along with it. If there was no restaurant and no dinner, you wouldn't be going that's there. That's correct, yes. Did it remind you of, of any place you've been to, or was it kind of unique? I mean, it remi- It was pretty unique, yeah. Because, like, we've been to, to places that, you know, have inns or have... I wouldn't even say hotels, but they have rooms attached to maybe not a three Michelin star restaurant, but a very good restaurant, um, whether it's Blackberry Farm, you know, in Tennessee, whether mm-hmm. it's Twin Farms up in Vermont, those kind of places. So for me, it had a similar feel to that. Not on the same level. Um, this was much smaller, I thought, which <laughs> how can you get much smaller than a town of 135 people um, and like three buildings and one stoplight so would you recommend it to people who yeah that's what I was gonna say is I would definitely recommend it I think that after all that after all that yeah I think that would you not every not every place you go to is going to be the best meal you've ever had of course not um I just thought it was like a really interesting experience would you would you tell somebody who lives outside of DC to go who has to get on a plane? Well, we took a plane there. I I know, I'm just saying like for future reference, like I'm trying to gauge it on how worth it it was to you. I think that you don't if you if you live in the New York area, you don't have to take a plane. And if you have a car, I would definitely put it up there with a weekend destination. I think that you can like tack it on to like a DC trip. So you can do city and then this very interesting little town. It's like an hour, you know, from DC or from Dulles, probably an hour and 20 from DC downtown. It's also an hour and 20 from Charlottesville, um, which is a spectacular town so i only think you need one night there but mm-hmm. like say you for whatever reason you want to go to charlottesville for a night um or obviously if you were in dc you can tack it along to that um so and then the one thing i will say is that they don't have uber there so when we were leaving we had to use get transfer um because we looked at quotes from the hotel i think that's our first time ever using get transfer in the u.s yeah i think you're right um and the quotes the hotel would like put us in touch with like the different um limo companies within the neighboring towns and the quotes were like 300 dollars, whereas i used get transfer and i think it was like 80 bucks so very good gotta do your research guys and he got there three hours before our pickup time. Oh, my God. <laughs> he was there, ready to go. Said, I had no idea where this place was. My cell phone went out. So I decided to come three hours early. So that was uh, one night, 24 hours in Washington, Virginia. Virginia. Not to be confused with Washington, D.C. Um. The Inn at Little Washington, 
Patrick the chef. Um, he's been going strong 40 years. Not, you know, high quality restaurants don't even last five to seven. Yeah. But uh, he's done it. He lasted the, uh, the test of time and really only gotten better. He just got his third Michelin star, what, last year? January of 19. Hey, Jared, I have a question for you. Yes. How many driver license stamps would you give this? Driver's license stamps. We can't do passports, right? Nope. It's domestic. Um, driver's license stamps. Are we still going out of 10? You know, in my mind, I was having the same back and forth. Can we do like TSA pre-check stamps? <laughs> like, yeah, sure. Um, Clear. Hey guys, this is sponsored by Clear. <laughs> I'll give it 8.2. Okay. I thought it was unique. I like the town. I like these small, quirky towns. I thought the inn was really nice. You know, perfect for one night. I agree with you. Um, you know, when you're going there for the for the meal, for the dinner, when it has three Michelin stars, um, I was expecting a little more. So I, food was very good. It's just kind of off-putting. Like, I'm like the last person who likes to dress up. And really, we not only this place, but like any, you know, top five restaurant in the world, I'm still wearing jeans unless like... Dark jeans. Yeah, dark jeans. But like, I'm not... I'm not wearing pants. I'm not wearing a sport jacket if I don't have to. So, you know, we've been to the top restaurants in the world. I'm, I'm wearing jeans to that. But, you know, when people are wearing sweatpants and shorts and a T-shirt, it's, it's kind of strange. Um, and I thought it was overpriced as well. Um, did enjoy the, the cheese cart and all the mooing that was going on. Um, so, yeah, 8.2. How about you? 8.2. I like that. Taking number. the easy way out, just agreeing with me? Yeah, no, I feel like that's a good number. Okay, 8.2 it is. Um, we will put up the video. You can check out pictures of the trip on the Instagram. Pardon my laugh, it's obnoxious. <laughs> At the itinerary travel. Um, also, note new website. We're stepping up in the world. That's right. From a dot info to a dot com so you can go to the itinerary travel moving on up dot com the schwartzes are moving on up to the east side with a deluxe apartment in the sky thank you for that yeah um the itinerary travel and a dot com dot com <laughs> you can go there you can submit your questions you can contact us if you Whenever they open up the skies and you want to travel, you want to use those points and miles that have been saving up because you still have to pay your credit card statements and bills, um, you can get in touch with us there, theitinerarytravel.com. So thanks so much for joining us. Episode 52, going domestic this time, the Inn at Little Washington in Washington, Virginia. We will see you next time. Bye. Bye.